Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to this week's Runner's World podcast with me, Ben Hobson, and just me. I'm on my own this week. This week's guests are comedian, runner, and now author Paul Tonkinson and ultra runner Damien Hall. Guest of the week. Paul, welcome to the Runners World podcast. Great to be here, Ben. Thank you. I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's almost like family. Sort of. I feel part of the Runners World family. I mean, um, Andy Andy told me uh, the editor there that I'd been doing the column for over ten years. Yeah, which that's a long time, isn't it? That's yeah. a, that's a, that's, an awful, <laughs> that's 120 columns on running. My goodness, the danger now is repetition, of course. But thankfully, running's always always changes as you change. So well, it it's does, fine, you know. Um, and I've, I enjoy doing the column every month. I get a lot of people coming up, and enjoy reading it, and it's a nice, it's a nice connection. I mean, it, it sort of uh, it plugs you into the community in a really nice way. You know, every now and again, you experience a running community in a different way, and you realise what a gentle, kind of benign church it is. You know, it's I, I really appreciate it. I think when something is so established as your column, you get feedback from it more regularly than you yes. would most other bits yes. that go in yeah. and it's definitely one of those things that people oh I've been reading that for yeah, however many years it's and just it's... really nice and people you know, people come up at races and sometimes gigs and stuff and it's uh, I'd had it because I did a book signing at the uh, National Running Show for the book which obviously we're here to talk about and uh <laughs> And they had loads of people queuing, and obviously they're at the running show, so they're captive. You'd hope to get a queue at the, a running show, <laughs> and I did, thankfully. And I met a lot of people there, and a lot of them came through Runners World, and they were they were really chatty and nice. And it was uh, yeah, it means a lot to me. No, I think we were very lucky for our, our little community. I say little now. It's well, the most popular thing in the world, apparently running. But Well, the end game now is just everyone in a state of running constantly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, sure. that, that's what we want. Um, the running show, 60% more people went... There's more and more people just wandering around these running running conventions, eating loads of like protein shakes and, be- and be- beets, beetroot shots yeah, and stuff. Yeah, everyone's know. had all their amino acids. <laughs> yeah, it's for, crazy. You know, just for, just yeah, in case. Yeah, yeah. There's there's guys trying to sell them on like um, the the funkiest new shoes or get their gait analysis, but it's always the people selling the flapjacks who seem to be having the oh. the, the busiest stall. You know, well, if it was flapjackery or whatever, oh, the national running show, everyone's going so crazy good. for it. I haven't, I haven't joined in yet. I know. I, I know it's only a matter of time. <laughs> Um, are you a, are you a, in your approach to running? Are you sort of a tech man, or do you, have you had a gate? Or is, is this... not really? I'm very much. I've, I've, I think because I used to run a lot in the eighties, I was very much sort of anti gear um, then. So most most it was like even now I, I run a lot off watch, um, and I don't. I'm not on Strava. Um, I haven't really had my my, uh, my my form analyzed. I mean, there's things that these things could, could probably help, but um, 
for me, running's always been an escape. Really, it's always been a running, a, you know, away from stuff or towards something else. But it's not been about monitoring it and uh, comparing it to everyone else. It's time alone. You know, I like to go off grid, sort of yeah, thing. Correct. Yeah, but when I train hard, go to the club night, and everything's timed and stuff. That's a different thing. But for me, running the root of it is just is just running for an hour in the woods and just chilling out. Really, mm. I think people have come into it in two ways. There's that way, mm. which is the the escapism, and yes. then there's that sort of. Plug in, plugged in. Yes, yeah, connectivity way. And yeah, I really yeah. get that. And, and I, I, I'm not saying I will never do it because I see the results of it. And the results of that connectivity, that mass connectivity thing is more and more people getting into running and feeling connected with each yeah. other. And, and it'll, I mean, I do a podcast as well. So we, we're always, anything you're doing is contributing to, to more people running, which is a good thing. I mean, we joked about the future is everyone running, but it is a good thing to run. It makes people feel better. And it's a, it's a complete no brainer. So I, I'm all for anything that gets people running. Um, we will talk about your book now. Okay, fine. As we're talking Sorry. about happiness. Yes, yes. In the broadest church. So 26.2 miles to happiness. Yes, a comedian's tale of running, red wine and redemption. That is an important little little uh, subnote. Because um, I do still drink. I mean, I'm coming off the back of not a two-bottle Sunday, but a one-and-a-bit-bottle Sunday. Yeah. So I'm a slightly compromised. Um, <laughs> I, like to mi- I like to mix and match, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I like the running as a corrective to the drink and wh- whatever. Um so yeah, it's it's a it's a book chronicling my attempt to beat three hours uh, for the marathon um, in London uh, a couple of years ago. Not the hot one, the one before the hot one. Oh, the um, hot one. No, I didn't do the hot one. It was hot. You did the hot one. I've heard it was hot. It was warm. <laughs> yeah, um, and it was sort of the, the book's in three strands really. That on one on one. Uh, level it's the story of the race the race day and that's all written in the present tense and that's that's the sort of motor that drives the book and then there's the four months of the training period and the slow sort of surrender to my inner extremist because I, I like don't i like to drink i like to eat but there's there's a part of most of us as well that um is quite is quite extreme and it was quite nice to just say i'm going to be really extremist about this goal for a few months i got a lot out of that i really really enjoyed it um so it was detailing that and then it was going back to my childhood and, and me starting running and the journey of uh, sort of exploration of maybe why people run marathons and what's in it for people when they run marathons because um, I think it can be quite a meaningful event for people I think people can get a lot out of it um, and so it, yeah so, so it, it dealt with that and I really enjoyed writing it I, I really enjoyed the process yeah Did you find the writing as cathartic as the running? So, sort of yeah I mean I I, I um. It was it was weird because because the running and uh, and the book was sort of became a little bit one in my mind because it was like I knew I wanted to beat three hours for the marathon I knew I wanted to write a book about it but I knew I'd only get a book commissioned if I beat three hours for the marathon because <laughs> no no one wants to read a book about a bloke who didn't beat three hours who gave it everything and didn't didn't do it so do you know what I mean the one beca- they, they sort yeah. of became melded you know um, and it, it and it became it became a symbol of of achievement for, for me, that if I can beat three hours of marathon, then I can get the book done. And the book, you know, and, and, and I've always wanted to get a book published. So the two became one. And I think the marathon can offer people that. Not not necessarily beating three hours, but on, on, on any level, it gives you a nice um, task that, that, that is achievable. And it can give you a bit of confidence and, and that can parlay into other areas of life. And it's also got a very definite and simple relationship between effort and reward which I talk a little bit about in the book and I think that's quite addictive to people as well in life uh, we're measured by certain metrics that we might 
we might even understand social media stuff or there's things going on at work, there's algorithms, there's KPI, whatever it is. There's all this stuff happening mm. and we can't really control it. We do our best and there's, we're always, you know, just, you know, 10 minutes away from the tap of the shoulder and HR wants to see us and, you know, take your things. Do you, do you, know, do you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it can be quite a panicky environment. Yeah. But running gives you a thing of like, if it, you know, I ran eight and a half miles this morning um, at, a, at a slow pace, but it, it gave me something that I'll carry forward to tomorrow and I'll run a bit more tomorrow and, and it adds up and that's how training works, isn't yeah. it? It's a very simple process process um and, and and if you do that chunk it down achieve something say run a marathon it, it can spin off into other areas certainly how do you find uh, running and performing when you're doing your stand-up or those sorts of things so the, the two is that where you can think of material yeah I, I sometimes can think of material i mean it helps um because stand-up is a very a lot of stand-ups they wear themselves out. It's quite a tiring profession. There's a lot of late travel, late night travel, and driving, and the, the diet can be bad. So it's nice to have a, to have that thing, that that sort of corrective to the excess of it, and time to think and time to get away from it. And and it can be a creative time. But I don't think let's go and think of some ideas and go for a run. Mm. I, I, they, they kind of come to you, come to you in the process of the run. Often, usually, whilst not searching for them, don't they? In that sweet spot between. 35 minutes and 50 minutes so if you're fit enough to get there without in, without any discomfort that's where you just start to feel that's when the endorphins come in and feel, and you know simple clear thoughts can come into your mind and that, that to me that is the sweet spot yeah you ever seen anything particularly hilarious though and out on a run that's really sparked Something really uh, odd in the first thing in the morning when you're out before most. And you well, can't... well, yeah. I mean, for, for that to happen, I'd have to be out first thing in the morning, which is very rare. <laughs> very, very rare occurrence in my life. It tends to, I, I had one run once where I just kept falling down. I don't know if you've had those runs where it just... I fell down once and I thought I'd fallen, so that's fine. Just just get yourself together. It's fine. And for some reason, I fell down about five or six times in this run. It was, it was like I was cursed. I came back. And I, but not only did I fell down, I fell down into fences. I got all scarred down my arm. It felt like I'd been in a war by the time I got back. I'd just gone for a run. You know, it's sort of... Uh, I find running kind of... You're never quite the same person when you come back from a run than when you set off. You kind of, it kind of uh, dissolves... Uh, a separation between you and you and the rest of the world in a little bit. You're much more chilled on your way back, mm. aren't you? And that, that's the attraction of um, long distance running, really, isn't it? And it seems like the, it seems like the longer you get, the more chilled out you get. Like I'm, I was at the uh, I met Camille uh, Heron the other week at the running show, and I don't know, have you ever met her? No. She's the most relaxed character you could ever hope to meet. These ultra runners. Yeah. She was like she was so she was just like she was like the physical embodiment of goo in front of you. She was so sort of gushing and chilled, and she was talking about I don't want to put people off the off their lunch. She was talking to me about, about having diarrhoea in her latest uh, world record attempt. She just said I had diarrhoea. You know, it was really I had explosive diarrhoea, and everyone was so stressed about it. I was like I didn't attach to it. I just had diarrhoea. It's fine. I'm not I'm not bothered. Why are you? She was she was so chilled about about something that was obviously very stressful. Yeah. She was having public explosive diarrhea. Diarrhea, you know, that's not an ideal scenario, is it? But you know, she she wasn't bothered at all, and she got a world record. And yeah, she she was very inspiring to me actually. And I find that and that that's the attraction of running, isn't it? And that's where it can get a little bit dangerous actually, because you enjoy it mm. and you think this is enjoyable. Why not just keep running? And then then you just run and run and run. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? Just run forever. You know? So you're not you're not put off. You think an ultra could be something? I'm, I'm doing a 50k in the summer. Uh, which is that's a, that's a mini ultra, isn't it? And I'll just see how it feels that like, going beyond twenty six and whether that that slow that, that I don't know whether I've got the patience 
to run that slow. Mm. But at the same time, there's a there's a there's a, a nagging sensation that maybe it might be the thing I enjoy most. I need to experience it first to find. Yeah, out. yeah. I think. Have, you, have of... you ever done it? Have no, you ever done it? no. I'm not. Just... I'm not a huge distance man. Okay, cool. It's cool. not my. I'm. 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 I'm, I'm I fall amongst that group of people when they, oh, I'm a runner. Oh, yeah. Oh, what's right. your marathon time? Yeah. Oh, it's not you don't thing. have to have a marathon time. No. What, what, what events do you like running? I like 5K, 10Ks and 5Ks. 5K yeah. and 10Ks. They're great races. Yeah. They're, they're brilliant distances, aren't they? Yeah. They're super fun. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Getting really competitive. I love a 5K. 5K in the track. I love, I love a 5K in the track. Mm. Let's go. Let's do it, man. Speedwork stuff I've always really found really, I mean, I'm not fast, but I just right. like that. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel, that, that intensity, that intensity, yes. that feeling of pushing yourself when yeah, you're sort absolutely. of hitting that red line and being absolutely. like, absolutely, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. You feel really clean afterwards, yeah. and it's nice to do it in company as well because that forces you to do it faster. Oh, everyone's it? faster than me, so it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> I'm like that. I'm like that at the club. I was in the middle of the B group. I'm now just sinking towards the end of the B group. The C group's calling me. The C group feels like just giving up all hope. Join the C's, but I'm hanging on desperately to the B group. Yeah. Have you always been a club runner? Well, I, I ran as a club runner when I was at Scarborough as a kid. Between that was. Between between about 14 and 16, 17. Um, and I was really into it then. Then I moved to North Allerton and ran for Richmond and Zetland. And then I lost running for about 15 years. And I've joined uh, London Heathside about four years ago because I was trying to, in order to beat three hours of the marathon, I knew I'd need help. Yeah. And I got help. And I got. I, I would say to anyone, if they want to improve their running, join a club because you're just tapping into all that reservoir of expertise and experience that people can give you. And inspiration from the from people just do, doing these track sessions and the pain they they can cope with. And you know, there's something about oh, it, isn't there? You know? There's a, every, those sessions that you don't want to do and then you go along to. Yes. And there's that one person who goes, come on. Let's do it. Let's just do it. Put your finger and also, also the Rome. I don't know. I don't know if you go to the track in the winter, but the romance of a floodlit track on a winter's evening. There's something. It just brings up the uh, the child in me. Or like club club track championships during the summer months. It's like school school sports day again, isn't yeah. it? You get old old guys doing the javelin against like twelve year old <laughs> girls and stuff. It's a real mix and match element to it that I really like. No, it's really good fun. Um, so what's next then, apart from an ultra? How's well, your... yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do Manchester Marathon. I'm gonna do London. I'm going to do maybe Windermere. I'm doing an ultra. I'm doing New York, and then in the middle, I'm gonna do some track racing. And then I, and then I need to sort out uh, my next book. What what it's going to be about? Whether it's going to be about running? If so, what aspects of it? Um, as I say, I've got I enjoyed enjoyed this one. Hopefully, it'll land. Um, it seems to be selling well, and reviews seem to be nice. A lot of people are enjoying it, so you know, it's been a very enjoyable process. Yeah. We did a podcast about books, mm. running books, especially the sort yeah. of like I think a lot of people have found running through like picking up right. a, a version okay. of you know, like, yes, yeah, like running with the Kenyans or right, yeah, something Scott like that. Or something like yeah, that. Yes. yeah, and yeah. sort of reading into it, and I think that people. Um, it's an odd thing, I think, to read about someone else's running. Yes, in a way, because yes. it's running is such a lone. Yes, it's pursuit, but it's kind of it's it's also incredibly emotive because you can relate directly to what someone's going yes, through. Yes, yeah, it's, it, I mean, it, it's I mean, talk about running's like you know, sort of dancing about geography or something, isn't it? It's, it's a bit. It's, it sounds weird, but people like doing it, don't yeah. they? They like to share why they do it and what they get oh, out yeah. of it, and they like to read about it. I mean, I read loads of running books when I was a kid, like books that you could like. When you look on Amazon now, they're like you know 250 pounds to buy like old jim ryan autobiographies or the ron hill biographies mm. or, or, or loads about herb elliott and percy Carutti and just just old school arthur lydiard loads of old school athletes and so i absolutely loved it bruce tullow and gordon peary and all these old really old really old athletes and i got i, I got loads out of it and then the new ones coming through the ed harahan finn and you know the scott jurek and dean carnazas and all that it's just it's just really inspiring aren't they you just try to get in, to inspire people i mean hopefully mine will inspire 
and, and amuse people and, and open them up to the possibilities of, of, of what running can give you mentally. Uh, from a layman's perspective, I, I claim no uh, expertise in this area above the experience of actually doing it and talking and writing. I've been writing about running a long time, as we've, as we've yeah. seen. So it's nice to kind of coalesce it all around an event. Yeah, well, it's good to know you can write more than 700 words. It's good to know I can write more than 750 <laughs> words. But it, and it's, it's also... Um, Applicable to non to non runners as well. Hopefully, non runners will get a lot out of the work. I mean, my wife my wife read it. She said I really enjoyed it, um, but she said I skipped the running bits. <laughs> so, so, uh, so a hearty recommendation from the wife there. Uh, <laughs> well, if you can't get a better review yeah. than that, I don't think <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should yeah, put yeah. that on the cover. Yeah, the, the, the narrative <laughs> motor of the book she skipped and enjoyed it still. So um, you're also a podcaster. Yes, yes, we do running uh, commentary every week. We recorded one mm. this morning, actually. That that was a run I went on. I've been we've been doing it for about th- three years or so. Me and Rob Deering, we we run th- usually through the woods together. Sometimes we do events. Mm. The difference w- with us is that we record the podcast while we're running. Yeah. So that was a nice, simple idea that, that I, th- I think gives it its its unique thing. It's just, it's a slow burner. We don't do all the things that you're meant to do when you do podcasts. We're not very good at like appearing on others pod- although I'm on this podcast but you know yeah. what I mean you, you go on mine and I'll go on your, all that cross fertilization yeah, yeah. stuff that people get want, nah, get you you nah. know that the marketeers want you to do we're not very good at that but at the same time it seems to be it seems to be just slowly growing over time and again it's that connection with people that you get that I get from the column and it's an intimate connection people feel they know me because I share a lot I'm just very open with it it's reached a stage now where we forget it's been recorded really yeah. it's just a chat between friends and we get guests on and what can I say? It, it, it works. It's a very simple thing that I really enjoy. Yeah, yeah, it's great. We yeah, haven't been invited on anything, so for, there we well, go. Maybe we'll get you on. Don't worry, we'll get you on there. I think I need to get you, you on. Yeah. My heavy breathing is is, is not one. We'll try, well, we'll try not to breathe too heavily, but I, I'm, to be fair, I've, I've very rarely listened to it. When I do, I think, well, they are, they are breathing there. That is breathing. That is breathing. Um, but the, the good thing about it is things happen on the run. Everyone's different, so we'll get attacked by a dog, or something will happen, or there'll be a drama. Or I'll lose my phone, or just, yeah, things yeah. happen that, that make it a little bit different. And and as we know from when you run, the, the chat gets better after half an hour or so. Oh, that, yeah. that was the impulse behind the podcast in the first place. So sometimes we'll be running for one half, two hours, and it's it's uh, it, it's it's a discursive, um, quite rambling uh, affair, certainly. Great. Yeah, good fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Paul, thanks so much for coming on. It's been on. great to come in. Yeah, it's been great. Um, good luck with the book. And Thank with you. the Well, let's say good luck with the next one as well. Yeah, of course, the next one. This one this one is out at the moment yep. um, on Amazon and in, and in good bookshops. Have, have a little look at it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees Promoting for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule and of course the cost well BetterHelp can solve those problems it's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What do you think? This is the Runner's World Podcast. Mr. Damien Hall, welcome to the Runner's World Podcast. Hi, thanks for having me on. If anyone has missed it, you set a, uh, a a very impressive new record for a winter Paddy Buckley by a mere seven minutes. Was it a sprint finish after all that effort? It was. It, it was a bit, to be honest. Um, I seem to have got into a bit of habit of this because I, um, I, I in the summer I, I I went and just about broke the sort of overall record on the on the Paddy Buckley, but I only did that by eleven minutes. Um, and and this winter one was a similar thing where um yeah seven minutes uh, this time so i've got into the habit of i think i just get a bit kind of lazy uh, <laughs> about halfway round. i'm not <laughs> sure of... anyone can be lazy <laughs> while taking on these things <laughs> well i guess a bit kind of i don't know daydreamy maybe that's the more the better uh tired uh, maybe uh, it could be tired actually it could be tired also but um yeah both times it's been a bit kind of desperate at the finish a bit kind of um, well, I suppose, like, in a way, running a road marathon in that you're staring at your watch all the time trying to do the maths. Um, and, um, yeah, just luckily both times have just snuck under, snuck under the previous record. So um, exhausting but exciting. Do you have a favourite of the two then? Would you say that because the winter was harder or was the summer more hard? You know, do you, do you, do you view them both equally, records? Oh, I, I mean, I think, the, yeah, they were very different days out. Um I think the summer was in a way more exciting because I didn't know, really didn't know whether I was sort of capable. I've never considered myself a fell runner because I kind of grew up around the Cotswolds and our, mm. our hills aren't really, well, they're not even, they're not fells and probably people in the north wouldn't even call them hills. They just say they're bumps. Yeah. Um, so I never really thought I'm a fell runner. So I had this, it took me a long time to think, well, maybe I could, maybe I could, you know, take on this record. So I think the summer one was a bit more special in that it was like, oh, blimey. Um, you know, that just happened by a few minutes. And then the winter one was, so I, I suppose for winter, I already had that idea of it's possible for me to break the winter record. But then the the conditions on the day and, and leading up to it, the, the week or so beforehand, what's happened in the weather is a huge, huge factor. So although I've broken, say, Jim Mann's winter record, like he, you know, he, he was, he's a good friend and he, he was quick to point out that he was in sort of waist high snow at some, you know, some points. Um, and he was one of the first to congratulate me, I should should add. But but so his you know, his round was really tough and probably tougher than mine on the day. Mm. So but that's the sort of problem with the winter ones in that in that it can be quite variable. And I had snow I think I had snow on like two you know, sort of two fifths of it. Yeah. Um but not certainly not all the way around. Um You did lose your map. Yeah. You yeah. did you did lose your map though. Yeah, so so um it was pretty windy. Um and, um, yeah, my map and my schedule blew away early on. I, I still feel terrible about kind of the relative littering there. <laughs> right, um, good. Because <laughs> they haven't been recovered as far as I know. And, and later on, quite near the end, I, I lost a mitten um, again in the wind. Um, thankfully, it was near the end because it, you know, it was cold enough that just one pair of gloves wasn't, wasn't really enough. Um, thankfully, that was near the end. Uh, and, and someone's found that mitten. They got in touch via Instagram and said, is this your mitten? So I'm going to send them my other one because I thought there's no point of both of us having a having a spare mitten. And, and I could I didn't want to be rude and say, could you send it down? So I'm going to send him my mitten so that he's, they can be reunited because my mitten does look a bit lonely. It's a record-breaking mitten. I'm sure he will keep it <laughs> keep it forever. 
Well, one of them's a good record. Yeah, true. The, the other, other one, the modern DNF. DNF. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, these these rounds and the, you know that you you do, and then obviously like um, uh, Nikki, when you did the UTMB, Nikki Spinks was on your team helping you, and you know the things that she does, and all the guys that innovate, and you know all these sorts of things. Um, there's a real like a sort of tradition around these rounds, and a sort of nostalgia to them. Is that part of what inspires you to go and take these things on? Yes, I think so. There, there is a really nice, although I did this one on my own in the winter, there is mm. a really nice community feel around around each of them, I suppose. And I think they're a little bit different. But then uh, around these things, you know, several friends said, I want to come and help you. And I kind of said, oh, sorry, I've already sort of committed myself to it being a solo, right. unsupported thing. And I think when you first think about doing these rounds, maybe people are a bit nervous because they sort of, well, there are, there are several reasons to be nervous. But like nervous about asking people because, um, you know, it seems like a big ask. But actually, a lot of people just love going out in the hills. And I'm already supporting two or three people this year on Paddy Buckley rounds. Um, I, you know, and I don't expect anything in return. I just get, I get a great run out. And, and without the pressure of yeah. um, me, be, me going for a certain time or record. So there's a lovely atmosphere. Um, and community around around the ball, actually. Um, yeah, it's a very good point. And Nikki Spinks, especially, has been really um, helpful and, yeah, just very inspiring. Like, you know, she, I go and do them once. She, she does them <laughs> twice, but, uh, you know, consecutively. Uh, so, yeah, any minor achievement on my part pales into insignificance compared to what she does. Um, so, yeah, no, I'd, I'd recommend people, um, you know, t- you need to sort of take your time to get to know them a, a little bit and and you have to be really careful with the weather that's a huge factor mm. uh, even in the summer of course you know being britain um so um but yeah they're great adventures they're great adventures and of course you know they're not a race so you're not t- tied down to a particular date so you can you can sort of you know pick pick what time suit you and so on so um yeah they're brilliant i think that lots of people might I mean, certainly, if you if you sort of saw a headline that said you'd broken this record, people would immediately assume that you're a pro athlete, um, and you are obviously a professional man who likes to go <laughs> who, who likes to go running. But it's not your job. No, I mean, I do get I do get a little bit of help. Um, I have another. I, I'm lucky to have another um, main sponsor now as well, uh, Tomax Technology, which is a surprising one probably for most people. Um, so, so I have two people who help me a little bit, and, and means I can sort of get to some races that are abroad and so on, uh, and take a you know a small amount of time off to train. Yeah. Um, but really, yeah, I'm, I've got a family to support, and and that sort of income wouldn't be enough. Um, so I'm a, yeah, sometimes a journalist and sometimes a running coach as well to support all that but you often hear from you know sometimes i hear uh, sort of full-time ultra runners um yeah sometimes they get into trouble because they've almost got too much time to train and they sort of you know train train harder than they need to or, mm. or you know overdo it a bit um so no I'm, I'm very happy with my lot um um it's good thank how, you how, yeah. how do you how do you strike a balance what's the key to your success then with your time with your with family life and training and work and those sorts of things oh yeah, I, I, it's it's hard to know if you've got the balance right. To be honest, um, I, I, um, yeah, it's a tricky one. I mean, <laughs> my, I mean, my kids. Are, I, I tell myself I do a lot of this to try and inspire them and, and impress them, and hopefully one day they'll be proud of me. But they're not not remotely interested in any of this. <laughs> um, 
you know, I just come home all broken and, um, you know, bits of me are a mess and, and I'm exhausted. And, they're, you know, they're, they're not interested at all. You know, I try and show them a picture or two or something. And they're like, yeah, whatever, um, which is which is fine and probably the way it should be. It, you know, brings me back to earth. And, and it's a reminder that, you know, it's more important, you know, to be a good dad. Um, you know, to them, I've just been away for four or five days. And yeah. It doesn't really matter what I was doing. So, yeah, they, they, they keep me in check um, for sure. And, and in terms of getting the right balance, I don't know. I don't know if I you know, get it or not. I, I suppose I definitely have times of the year where it's sort of downtime and, and, and family time more sort of deliberately, um, you know, after a big race often or around now, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I mean, but, but even whether you're a runner or not, I think any parent is always wondering if, if they got, you know, are they being a good parent? Have they got the balance right? And if they are wondering that, then, then they're probably doing, you know, pretty much the best they can, I, I think. Um, yeah, tricky one. No, it is always a tricky one. We actually had a, uh, me and Rick had a conversation on on the balance of parenting and running, and and how the two the two are wonderfully uh, uh, what's the word? They both they complement each other wonderfully, but can also be in, in stark contrast. I think in terms of we, we we go running and we become better people for it, but at the same time that's time away. So there's always this sort of tricky balance between the two. Yeah, I mean the trap I fell into for a bit was like I'd, I'd get up extra early to do my long run. Um, but then, of course, by three or four o'clock in the afternoon, I'm totally, totally useless and grumpy. Um, and, and, you know, and maybe being a bit unfair on my children, a bit snappy, you know. So I, I've tried to work hard at being better at that, I suppose. Um, and also, I mean, running, what's amazing about running is it's so flexible. So, you know, you can, if you have to, you can wait till they're at bed and go out at eight or nine o'clock at night yeah. or get up early. That's wonderful. So I used to play a lot of football. And, of course, you can only really do training at a set time um, and, and play your games at a set time. Um, but the the worst thing about running is it's a terrible spectator sport, isn't it? So if you yeah. if you bring your family along to watch, um, which, which my, you know my wife has thoughtfully brought them along a few times, and it's often like you know an hour of them hanging around to see me for twenty seconds, yeah. and you know that's <laughs> that's probably not going to capture their imagination in the long term. Well, um, I think you say it's a spectator sport, and you're right. I think that, that that's a tricky one. But you're you're quite sort of um, you're well documented. I would say that in your uh, in your screen time appearances, you had Underdog detailing your journey towards the UTMB, and then uh, and then the Kate Rath stuff that you you filmed as well. Um, is that something that you've always sort of you just embraced because it was a nice way of documenting what you were doing when you were running? I guess it's partly because the the filmmakers Matt Matt uh, yeah. Matt and Ellie Green, um, who are Summit Fever Media. Um, they're just they're really good friends. Right. <laughs> In fact, Matt is is the guidefather to my to my son. Uh, ah, we right. met at the um, we met at the Spine Race um, where they where they provide the daily videos for that as well. So mm. we, we just got on really well. And with Underdog, that was sort of totally their idea. And then Rath again was was mostly their idea. Um, and in a way, I see, see these projects as like getting to hang out with them, my friends, a bit more. You know. Um, and then, yeah, and then a couple of times they, they've made films of, of what we've been up to. And I have asked, you know, I, I have almost forced my children to sit down and watch them. And they've just said, yeah. <laughs> their, their comment is, uh, yeah, weird. Yeah, um, weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, yeah, I, I reached a strange point maybe a, a year or two ago where, where my two most recent runs had both been like film projects. And I kind of thought, yeah, I definitely want to do some runs where I'm not filmed for a bit now. It's nice to yeah. nice to not have that extra element all the time but um you know hope, hopefully it, it you know it provides work for some friends of mine and, and hopefully it um i don't know ho- hopefully some people somewhere like it but, and if they don't you know that's that's all right too <laughs> um so now post post paddy what 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 are you what are you aiming towards well um yeah i've got two sort of big a races in the calendar for the year uh one is um well i only do races now starting with utm 
So I'm doing UTMB uh, for a, a fifth time. Uh, I had had one year away, and I and I did I did quite miss it. So I thought um, I'll give it another go. Yeah, it's, it's a bit kind of addictive. Um, but you were fifth. Then, that was the year before. You got fifth, right? Mm. So you, it's obviously the goal, obviously, to, to do better. <laughs> yeah, this is something that's, I think is going to play on my mind most of the most of the year about whether that's really possible or not. Um, I don't know if I'm. I think I think at the moment I'm thinking another top ten would be would be a good achievement. Um, I'm worried that if I obsess too much over beating fifth place, obviously there aren't so many places ahead of fifth, um, and there are a lot of good runners doing it. Um, I, I worry that I'd get too obsessed, you know, over that and, and would not, you know, say I was going to finish seventh or eighth. Um, that's still pretty good, I think. But I, yeah, I, I think I that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, so well, yeah, I, I've got some time to sort of get mentally um, situated for that. And, and the other big race I'm going to do is UTMS, right. which is uh, the S stands for Fuji, as in Mount Fuji. So it's a 100-mile race in Japan in April. Um, I've been having a bit of a uh, sort of a, a crisis of sort of angst about that because it's such a long flight, and I, I'm trying to be a lot more sort of carbon-conscious um, about sort of my running so I, I've sort of already offset it but I know that's not you know a perfect world that's kind of greenwashing um, but I've chosen not that will hopefully be my only flight this year and, and UTMB I'm going to get trains there um, so I'm trying to be a lot more sort of carbon conscious because I, I think sometimes yeah some 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 of us sort of ultra runners are kind of going oh we love mountains we love the world we love all these green places and then we're sort of flying six or seven times a year right. um, now I'm not meaning to sound preachy or judging as others but I, for me that wasn't I, you know I, I thought I can't do that again like I did last year so so I'm doing a few more domestic races as well um, but yeah I mean we, and we've got lots of great races to do in this country so I don't, I don't um, yeah I don't feel like I need to do lots of races abroad provided me a, a fantastic convenient segue just to, to know we've, the latest issue of the magazine is, is, is a greener issue detailing mm. uh, how, how runners can be slightly more environmentally minded so, um, and travel is one of them. And having an adventure nearer to home is, mm. is something that we, are, we, we talk about. So I think that you, you've, you've already done a great job of promoting that for us. So thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and I loved getting that issue through my door. And I think it came in paper rather than plastic. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's the aim. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, it was a really good issue. And there's some really important topics covered there really well. So I was, yes, I, I was punching the air in delight when that, that, <laughs> that came through. Not least because you'd sneak me into your top 50 uh, was it eco eco yeah. heroes or something, which I felt a little bit uh, shy about because uh, almost everyone else was doing more than me. Uh, but I was still, yeah, thank you for featuring me. And it's, yeah, it's a great issue, it really is. Oh, good. Um, well, Dave, thanks so much for joining us. It was really good to catch up with you, and um, all the best with the, the you know the racing this year. Thank you very much indeed, and keep up the great work with the podcast. So that brings us to the end of this week's Runners World podcast. A big thanks to our guests, Paul Tonkinson and Damien Hall, and of course to you for listening. The Runners World podcast was recorded at Number 8 Studios in Soho. It's available on Acast, iTunes and all of your favourite podcast apps. If you've enjoyed the episode, please give us a review and remember to tune in next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.